0: So how many people are aware what Sunday is this Sunday? Many people are not even aware that it's Pentecost Sunday today. And that in itself is testimony to how we are going as a church. Amen. Not as Cosmos City Church, but as the body of Christ. Over 2,000 years ago, on Pentecost Day, People experienced a miracle of the coming of the Holy Spirit. It was a transition moment for all of them. Transition at many levels of their existence. But as time went on, people fell back into what they had transitioned from. And in 2021, people are back where others had transitioned from. And it is to one of those backsliding states. I want to speak into this morning. And therefore, there is a word of warning in what I want to say this morning. There is a word of hope, courage, and encouragement at the same time. But mostly there is a word of admonish. To discern where you are as an individual. Of championing the cause of the Lord Jesus Christ. Championing the cause of the Lord Jesus Christ in a world with pressing agendas. In other words, in a world where you are called to respond to many needs. Where there are causes that people give their lives to. Where self-definition and self-esteem are attached to what we achieve where people don't find their identity until they found something they can do better than others. When people are crying for totally human self Actualization. Amen. There is a call in that. So I want to kind of preach this admonition backwards. So I want us to start in the book of Hebrews chapter 10. from verse 32. Hebrews 10, from verse 32. It says, But recall the former days in which after you were illuminated, you endured a great struggle with sufferings. Partly, while you were made a spectacle both by reproaches and tribulations, And partly while you became companions of those who were so treated. For you had compassion on me in my chains and joyfully accepted the plundering of your goods. Knowing that you have a better and an enduring possession for yourselves in heaven. Therefore, do not cast away your confidence which has great reward. And verse 36 is our uh, main verse. For you have need of endurance. You have what? Need of what? For you have need of endurance so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. Amen. Amen. For yet a little while and he who is coming will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith, but any, if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. But we are not those who draw back to perdition, but of those who believe to the saving of the soul. Kuparwa le verse thirty six only. Hubani le swanetsi huba limamello. Literally ite tato yamudimu. Literally nto kutulazi oledi sepisitwe. The Bible says you have need for endurance. You have need to be able to do what is right. Consistently and persistently. And constantly under all circumstances under opposition under trials and tribulations under pressure you have a need you have to recognize that I must endure I must have patience to stand under fire. I must not lose strength. Are you hearing? It says you have need for such endurance. Why? It is because after you have done the will of God, the presupposition or the understanding is that you have a desire to do the will of God. The truth is, you may really not have such a desire. So the, the understanding emanates it from a view erring you want to do the will of God you know amudim. it's going to cost you something Wa and ho-ho. you know not everyone agrees with the will of God and you don't will the will of God yourself at times that the flesh will oppose you temptations will come Temptations. uh, Trials and tribulations will come. But because you will to do it. You will realize. uh, I must enjoy what comes my way. But not only that. You are motivated. By what lies ahead of you. you. You are aware. Uh, there is a heaven with uh, that I was bought with a high price. Myself. I do not belong to myself, and I have a mandate. And this mandate <laughs> has a point in where everyone has to account for what they did. What and I don't want to fake. There are so many things that are working against me. Sometimes they are my own doing. And my, my own doing. I hear the enemy speak condemnation. Since I lose strength, I I have a need to enjoy despite the fact that I don't feel like it anymore. Are you hearing, And it is a point at which many people, and, as you have heard, I was born again. I'm no longer interested. I was going to church. Covid, COVID took away my desire. Yeah, no desire. Was how? Not based. the look upon him. Who is the author and the fish Yew, he of he your face. whom you endure? Oh, for whom I endure is the one who does, for the sake of me endured the shame of the cross. because he endured but if he's not my obsession if Jesus is not my total desire he is not worthy enough for me to carry my cross and share the sufferings, and endure the opposition, go hold to the value of the shed of death, and, and still say, for the rising of the sun, and setting down of the same, Jesus section. is Lord. You can only and but only endure when the beauty of Jesus outshines all the glitter of the world. But when with your heart, You hold on to earth. But with your mouth, you confess Jesus as well. Your treasure is intertwined with your heart. For where your treasure is, that's where your heart will cling. You can love coming to church, but you will never love Jesus. Enough to know that nothing steal your love from Jesus. I'm amazed that people I don't want to go to that church things we endure for the sake of the church Paul says I feel in myself that which is lacking for the church I for the church As a woman giving birth. Christ may be fully formed. I stand for this flesh. This stone in my flesh. I go through all persecutions and trials and tribulations. But for the sake of hell whom Christ died for. Why, Even when I'm faced with death, I choose to stay. He says, if I could die, it would be better for me. But for your sake, oh. I choose to stay. So that I can leave some fruit in your life. And here you come. You know that they offended me. This is the part where, when you preach, you don't continue in that line. Let me go to another line. Because I guess I'll just end up addressing that person. I just like I want to address that. Person. I want to talk about Jesus. Whether that person is here or or not, kapache. I'm telling you, you are not the center of the gospel. we are not called by you, nor do we. Work for you. But for all of us. What we do. We will stand before him. Who endured. The shame of the cross. For for the joy. Of delivering us. From the kingdom of darkness. It is for him. We need to enjoy. Are you there, say? Narmo. So let's go to what really is the point. So in Acts chapter one, let's backtrack before we get to Acts chapter one. Jesus was born into a world that was highly politicized the, the Jewish nation were no longer running their own destinies. They were now. Under foreign rule. There was no Jewish king. The Bible says a census was called And Joseph and Mary had to go to Bethlehem. But Bethlehem? census in Israel, remember God had punished David against counting the men. But the Romans were there. They had imposed a system that is anti-God. And they were fighting for their liberation. And it is into this context that Jesus is born as a Messiah. Where he is expected to overturn the rule of the enemies of God and restore the kingdom of Israel. He was born a king of the Jews. Because it was a political statement Her the very Herod the Great had taken over. The temple construction. He built a temple for the Jews. In other words, the freedom of religion was now tied to the government. is Are you still there? Even if they could worship. They knew. This temple was built by Herod. This Jesus. Dies. There is a despondency in their hearts He days, days down the line. He resurrects. He proves that he has power over he all is He proves that Herod does not have power. That Caesar has no power over him. Now in their hearts, there is confidence. Our, our Messiah has Israel. Our political problems are going to Both. be solved. Our social injustices are going to be solved. Who are these guys? These guys... Are a group that had such diverse demographics that without Jesus they would never have come together because they were driven by pressing different world agendas. Towards the end you'll hear what I'm saying. The fishermen James, John, Peter and Andrew, Jacob and Andreas. They were at the bottom. They were uneducated They were at the margins and the peripheries of the society They were bitter men, bitter They had an agenda of survival only Amongst them, Harabona, there was Nathaniel An Israelite, in whom there is no guile a man of high moral and ethical and religious standards. a pious man but amongst them, in Baharabon, there was Matthew Levi, the tax collector. One of the economic oppressors of the fishermen. He did not associate with the fishermen. The Pharisees group... Did not associate with him. But then amongst them, there was Simon the Zealot. Simon was a man of war, he was a political activist. He was a man who wanted justification. Who wanted the overthrow of the Roman government. Every one of them was a champion of his own cause. And then they come to this day where Jesus is with them post the resurrection. We're reading in Acts chapter 1. They ask him a question. Verse 6 of Acts chapter 1. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, they kept asking him, Lord, will you now restore the kingdom of Israel? And he said to them, It is not for you to know the times or season which the Father has put in his own authority. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Utang huluna holuna me le tla ba dipaki tsa ka le na henyo ya le ya samaria le Peleton isa pele Are you there? Remor Remember these people Hopola ho they were brought into a team but tle si tsweka and when they were called ha ba they were told ba follow me, I will make you fishers of men. Now, in their hearts, the pressing agendas of their society, of their country, did not leave their hearts. They followed Jesus, but they did not have it in their heart to champion the cause of the kingdom of God (inaudible) Whilst they were preaching the gospel. Whilst they were healing the sick. (inaudible) Whilst they were casting out demons. (inaudible) One thing remained in their hearts. (inaudible) When will (inaudible) the kingdom of Israel be restored? Everything that Jesus preached. (inaudible) Did not change their views. (inaudible) and And did not change their passion and when they figured on. out that is in the position to answer their personal agenda. the question. Are you now going to do it? Can I put some emphasis? We have been waiting for some time for you to change the situation. You have healed the sick. You have fed the hungry. You have done all you have done. But you still have nothing to stop. How so we say We have pressing matters, Jesus. Don't you understand? You are talking about going back to the Father. What about the agenda that is pressing in your heart? What about what we want to champion? His answer. It's very interesting. It is not up to you to know the times. He's not saying it won't be restored. Neither is he saying it's going to be restored. He says your question is ill timed. And your expectations are ill timed. At this time, you are concentrating on the wrong agenda. But when the Holy Spirit comes, not only will you understand the time, your heart will adjust to the right mandate. You will receive power. This is funny. Because now I will receive power. Shouldn't I now go and engage in overthrowing the Romans? This power is irrelevant to the context of my needs. Jesus, Jesus, you are irrelevant and to my political social context. But Jesus is not moved. He says, You shall be my witnesses with that power. From here to the ends of the earth. My power. Is not to be used for your personal agendas. Are you there? Let's clarify it to those who are confused. We live in a country. That consistently throw different agendas. And it is sad to see many of our people championing causes that are not kingdom mandated. Are they irrelevant? they are relevant to us as much as Roman oppression was relevant to the Jews. Okay. But when, when you, you receive Jewish the power of the Holy Spirit, those agendas are secondary to the preaching of the gospel that many of you and many of us who don't have a testimony of Jesus in their own lives, who never, never post anything about Jesus, who never Jesus. go to testify about Jesus. Have the time to, to champion causes here on earth. On the platform that Jesus gives them. Courses that they have nothing. later? I am amazed that. We are seeking so much relevancy that we fight amongst ourselves. You know, Christians have been fighting about that satanic church. You know that? You know, we've been fighting about homosexuality. You know, as I'm talking to you now, Christians are at war about polyandry. Christians Christians are at loggerheads with one another. You look at the things that you guys are writing. Because you want to restore the kingdom of Israel. You are still obsessed with agendas that even though relevant never supersede the cause of the king and his kingdom. Some people I have never, but they are in all nonsensical controversies such that their online identity cannot in any way associate them with being Christians. People know you for controversies and insulting other Christians. Sinners know who they can exchange their insults with without any sense of sensitivity. And here you are you shall receive power to insult others to champion causes le although relevant are not our primary mandate They find expression. Proper kingdom expression. When we seek what is God's will about those things. And what is his heart about those things. And that we are people. Who through the leading of the Holy Spirit. Can approach any context filled with both grace and truth without judgment, without condoning. We won't say what God is not saying. Are you there? Let me just read you the last portion of scripture and then we'll. In 2 Samuel. Chapter 18. If I confused you. Just realized that Linda didn't know what I was going to say. In 2nd Samuel chapter 18. Basically, it says David they were going to war with up, against Absalom. I'm not gonna read, read from verse one. I, mean I want to read from verse four. And Absalom had committed treason against David. And so they were going to fight against him. Absalom I Verse 4 says, Then the king said to the captains, That is Abishai, Joab, and Itai. Okay, let's read from verse 5. Now the king had commanded Joab, Abishai, and Itai, saying, Deal gently for my sake with my with the young man Absalom, and all the people heard when the king gave the captains orders concerning Absalom. Morena Allah elajo abel Abishai le itai are Baba la musankana Absalom kaba kalaka lesichaba sosesau ukuah murena Allah ela balaudi bo se. Verse nine. Then Absalom met the servants of David. Absalom rode and a mule. The mule went under the thick boughs of a great terebinth tree, and his head caught in the terebinth, so he was left hanging between heaven and earth. And the mule, which was under him, went on. Now a certain man saw it and told Joab and said, "I just saw Absalom hanging in a terebinth tree." So Joab said to the man who told him, "You just saw him." And why didn't you kill him there to the ground? I would have given you 10 shekels of silver. How many shekels? 10. 10. But the man said to Joab, though I were to receive a thousand shekels. How many? Thousand. How much was he given? Ten. He's saying, even if I was given how many? A thousand. a thousand shekels of silver in my hand. I would not raise my hand against the king's son. For in our hearing, the king commanded you and Abishai and Itai, saying, Beware, lest anyone touch the young man, Absalom. Otherwise, I would have dealt falsely against my own life. For there is nothing hidden from the king, and you yourself would have set yourself against me. Then Joab said, I cannot linger with you. And he took three spears in his hand and thrust them through Absalom's heart while he was still alive. In the midst of the Terebin tree. I don't want to labor this point. But here's <inaudible> <inaudible> yes, what I want you to realize. For, <inaudible> the, for the sake of our time, <inaudible> the king gave an instruction, right? <inaudible> what did he say? <inaudible> do not kill my son. <inaudible> right? Mm. Absalom, what did he do? <inaudible> he killed the king's son. <inaudible> He went on to kill Abna and Amasa. These were other honorable men. In his zeal, to serve the king, he ended up serving his own interest. Because he killed the men... Who were better than him, but he also went against the king's word. And when David David was was instructing Solomon, Elias, you know what Joab did. Do not let his grey head. Go to the grave in peace. He served the king. But his death. Was ordered by the king's son. What am I saying to you? You cannot. Serve Jesus on your own terms. You cannot create your own agendas of relevance by making Jesus irrelevant so that you you seem relevant to it. Let's stand up I want to say to you and me, because there are many issues that are pressing. hard issues that we deal with as a country. But don't try to deal with things without God.. Don't try to be overly smart at the expense of the Holy Spirit's leading. Don't go into context to prove that you are relevant when you don't have a discernment from the Spirit, what you should do in those contexts. When we get involved, let's get involved through His leading. Let's live for the right convictions. <laughs> I just want us to pray. I really don't know what I want to say to God at this point. In my heart, I know that a lot of us are going to think we serve Jesus whilst we are trying by our own strength to restore the kingdom of Israel. In other words, we are going to pursue what is in our hearts in the name of Jesus. Living out what is in the heart of Jesus. So, Father, I want to pray for us this morning that as we seek to serve you, To represent you. Help us to truly do so. Not in our own wisdom. As we have come to do lately. Many people have become too wise for their own good. And yet your word say. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Lean not on your own understanding. But trust in the Lord with all your heart. There are things that touch our hearts. We are touched by poverty. We are touched by political corruption. We are touched by social injustices. We are touched by immoralities. We are touched by the laws of the country. We support our constitution because it gives right to everyone to do what they want. Our constitution is in no way Bible-based, nor is it advancing what you have said. Yet this is really the freedom that you gave to people. You are God, and you gave men will. Man can do as he pleases, as long as he knows that in the, in the end, he will account for what he does. Because you will give each one according to what they have done. Therefore, as a church, help us to realize that certain wars cannot be won, and certain battles should not be fought. But as it were, Lord, when the time comes, you will separate the sheep from the goats. You will separate the wheat and the chaff. Help the church not to concentrate on the chaff, but to do that which you have called us to do. You shall be my witnesses. In Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And that in all that we do, we will not lose grace, we will not lose truth, but we will not compromise our mandate. Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teaching them to observe all the things I have commanded you, not things that you wish could be done in the way that you want them And lo, I will be with you to the very end of time. I pray for those who don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior. Here and out there. May they realize that there is no greater agenda than the salvation of their souls. May they speak with conviction today. Jesus, come into my life and be my Lord and my Savior, we pray. Amen. Let's give God hands of praise. Thank you.